Okay, folks. Early bird here. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night. I'm going to look at something here which is getting out of hand, you know? Especially among Christian people. The more God talks, is the worse we get. You know, it's, it's as if we are not listening to God. Yeah, we worship Him and we praise Him, but we do not listen to what He has to say. And even if He does talk to us, it, it, it falls on deaf ears. You know, or we have selective hearing. We only hear what we want to hear. The title is Stop This Nonsense. Being unequally yoked to a sinner is a sin. Part one. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. What fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion of light and darkness? 2 Corinthians 6 14. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shall not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods. So will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy thee suddenly. Deuteronomy 7, 3 and 4 Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things come of the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. Ephesians 5, 6 and 7 At some point in our young and old Christian lives we, we feel that we have found Prince Charming or Princess Charming not realizing that they come to us in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravening wolves Matthew 7 15 Christians who engage in unorthodox activities with Christians call it what it is are riding for a fall especially when nearly 40% of the Holy Bible maintains that Christians and sinners should not mix in any way shape or form God is not joking or playing games when he declares be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers unrighteous or darkness that one day when he turns around and slaps or punches you in the mouth for disrespecting him or punches you in the ribs to hide the bruises from other people or she brandishes a kitchen knife just beneath you Adam's apple will be sufficient enough or it should be sufficient enough to let you know that you are in the wrong marriage the one time where he physically stops you from going to church with threats of violent abuse or she physically abuses you for going to weekly prayer meetings should be proof enough that an unequally yoked marriage or common law marriage between 
Christians and unsafe people will not work no matter how hard you try to paper over the cracks. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship of righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion of light and darkness? 2 Corinthians 6.14 And I will be going back to that verse especially because when God says don't do something, don't do it. The idea of dating, getting engaged or marrying a Christian man for Christian women these days is particularly is practically next to nil. Such is the scarcity of men in the church. Where, you know, in the church right now, women outnumber Christian men by at least 10 to 1. Go to ch- when you was at church, looked around, did you see it? Yeah, there are a couple of men, but they're already married. You know? So it isn't any surprise that countless Christian women leave the church and run into sinful society in the hope that the grass is greener on the other side when finding a man, any man, for fear of being left on the shelf or ending up as an old bidder or a spinster. Many Christian women and some men are running the risk of God's anger because they are refusing outright to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Don't get me wrong here, people. The genuine love of God is still there. The passion to give God unconditional praise and worship is still there. But that Christian life is seriously hindered by that unequal yoke hanging around your stubborn neck. He did you did run well. You ran well. But who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that called you. Galatians 5, 7 and 8. Can two walk together except they be agreed? Amos free free. God's divine ruling. First Corinthians 6.14 is so crystal clear that a blind man would understand what he is trying to get across. As plain as day, be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. Sinners and Christians and sinners in reality are not meant to be together. Not in marriage, not in partnership, in nothing. Keep yourself separate from them. Several thousand years ago, long before you and me was born, God made the same ruling to the children of Israel, which still stands today. Christians and sinners are not meant to be together in any kind of matrimony, partnership or relationship. Being unequally yoked applies to every single nation on earth today as it did when God first gave the ruling to the children of Israel through through books such as Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. The real reason God mentions 2 Corinthians 6 14 and then goes on to explaining himself in four extra biblical verses quite clearly and explicitly maintains that he is not in the least happy with his children 
with regards to being unequally yoked. Just by reading 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18 and other similar Bible verses, you can tell that God is vexed and does not agree with such unions or legitimate legitimate marriages. Once again, Christians and sinners are not supposed to be in any kind of godly ungodly union or companionship. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. 1 John 3, 8 and 10 Why is a child of God getting involved with a child of the devil or vice versa? With a shadow of a doubt here, mixed marriages of this nature will lead to problem after problem after problems. God put 2 Corinthians 6, 14 to 18 in the Bible for a reason as a warning against mixed up marriages between a Christian and a sinful person. And what concord hath Christ with Belial? with the devil or what part of he that believeth with an infidel an infidel is an unbeliever and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols for ye are the temple of the living God and as God hath said I will dwell in them and walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people once again 2 Corinthians 6 15 and 16 a marriage where the spirit and the flesh are constantly at war galatians 5 16 and 17 will never work out you may be able to live together physically up to a certain point but from a spiritual aspect there will be problems you will want to take time out to pray and give you all to jesus i surrender she will want to do something else. So who wins? She does. You want to spend time meditating on the written word of God. He wants to do something which does not involve reading the Bible. So who wins? He does. And so it continues on and on throughout the unstable marriage. With one side doing anything and everything to quench and grieve the Holy Spirit. And most likely... It is the Christian that loses out all the time. Not all marriages are made in heaven, you know. Some of them are made in hell as well. And one of them could be your so-called marriage. The wedding day was absolutely beautiful. And such a perfect day. But don't forget, the rest of the marriage should hopefully last longer than the wedding day itself. When a child of God our soon coming king and the demonic child of the devil call it what it is become boyfriend and girlfriend form an ungodly alliance become engaged go on dates start up a common law partnership or get married under false pretenses they set themselves up for one hell of a fall back to planet earth you know 
we're going to take this seriously folks we have to try take our Christian lives very seriously because if you carry on living like this sooner or later you find this you find the decree nice eye in the post wherefore come out from among them and be separate saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you and will be a father unto you and ye shall be my sons and daughters saith the Lord once again, 2 Corinthians 6, 17, 18. Keep away from such people and have nothing to do with them. Separate yourselves from these kinds of people. This is what God is saying. And he's making it quite clear. God is practically pleading and begging with Christians everywhere to come back to him and don't get involved with such corrupted and infected people. He's not, he, God knows why he's talking like this. If it is written anywhere in the Bible's Old Testament and the New Testament not to do something, then Christians are not supposed to do it. If God said don't do it, don't do it. God is constantly warning his people for a good reason because he himself knows what the problems are with unequal yoking and what the consequences will come with them as well. If God says no, it means no. N-O spells no. And if God says don't do it, it means that whatever you, whatever Christians are getting up to that is not right in the eyes of God, then stop doing it straight away because it is a sin. You get me? Good. To him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, it is sin. James 4.17 Flee fornication. 1 Corinthians 6.18 Resist the devil. James 4.7c Pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 Rejoice evermore. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 Sin is a dangerous thing to do or get involved with as a Christian because it will send you to hell and everlasting hell fire if repentance is not involved countless Christians all over the world are committing sin after sin after ungodly sin by getting unequally yoked or married to ungodly people out of lustful desire even though God the creator of all things says don't do it Sinful society says that there is nothing entirely wrong with a Christian getting married to a sinner, dating a sinner, or even getting engaged to a sinner. But God still says no. And when God says no, no means no. N-O means no. N-O spells no. Even if the both of you have everything in common, you are both madly in love. The sex is good. The sex is brilliant. Sex would have to come in there, yeah? You both seem to, uh, to agree about everything and anything. You, you like the same music and eat. You like eating out. You enjoy the same hobbies. You are kindred spirits. And always seem to finish each other sentences. Even that. Even so. Ladies and gentlemen, what you are doing is wrong, wrong, so wrong for Christian people. Two wrongs do not make a right. 
if Jehovah Raphaqa says keep away from ungodliness because it is not right for you then keep away if God says thou shalt not blah 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 then don't do it because it is not good for you this is of course this is similar to to your, par- your protective parents telling you to keep away from a certain person or people because they know from personal experience that if you join with that person or gang you will get into serious trouble or hurt or even get killed God is implying the same thing to his people today not because he's too bossy or too strict and wants to spoil our enjoyment God is carrying on so bad because he loves us too much to see us get hurt or die God knows what is going to happen and he's only trying his best to warn us or stop us from getting into sinful trouble and ungodly living when God says don't even think about it then don't even think about it. The Christian's home is in heaven. But if we continue to disobey God and refuse to wait on the Lord and be of good courage or fail to come out from among them and be separate and touch not anything dirty or unclean, then eternal hell will be our new yard instead. Trust in the Lord and keep his commandments don't trust in the Lord and go to hell go to hell then unequally yoked is the devil's way of making a mockery of marriage the marriage bed and Christian relationships by throwing a spanner in the works of God's creation to spitefully make sure that the name of the Lord Jesus is put to shame Unequally, unequally yoked partnerships can also involve one the music you both listen to the TV programs you both like to watch the clothes you both wear the children you both bear the family and friends you both keep the different things you both say and do to one another the priorities you both keep, the little secrets you both hide from each other, the places you both go, the things you eat, the individual problems you both have, the nature of sexual intercourse the both of you require, the God or gods you both serve. You see the difference there? To the rest, I say, I, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he should not divorce her. If any woman has a husband who is an unbeliever and he consents to live with her, she should not divorce him. For the unbelieving husband is made holy because of his wife. And the unbelieving wife is made holy because of her husband. Otherwise, our children would be unclean. But as it is, they are holy. But if the unbelieving partner separates or wants to go, let it be so. 
in such cases the brother or the sister is not enslaved. 1 Corinthians 12-15 Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Ephesians 5.11 Depart ye, depart ye, go out from thence, touch no unclean thing. Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean, that bear the vessels of the Lord. Isaiah 52, 11. Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her sins. <coughs> Excuse me. Revelation 18, 4. Thou shalt not plough with an ox and an ass together. Deuteronomy 22, 10. We ought to obey God rather than men. Acts 5.29 God can and will bless a wedding and marriage that involves a Christian couple. But when it is a Christian believer getting married to a sinner, call it what it is, then there lies a problem. In fact, here, in this kind of marriage, the devil is most likely the one who blesses this marriage union and is in charge throughout. And depending on how the marriage lasts, it's entirely up to him. God is not the author of confusion. 1 Corinthians 14.33 So don't expect him to show up to the wedding. God's children deserve better. We are a royal priesthood and a peculiar people. We have been called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. Christians do not do what everyone else... Let me say that again. Christians should not be doing what everyone else is doing. We are set apart for a reason. We are a chosen nation for a reason. You have been set apart as holy to the Lord your God. And he has chosen you from all nations of the earth to be his own special treasure. Deuteronomy 14.2 Sinful society dictates that anything and everything goes with what you want to do with your own earthly body. And it's a state of mind. But as far as God is concerned, and so should Christians, unequal yoking means exactly what it says on the tin. Anything you do and say that does not have God's blessing on it, it is an act of perpetrated sin from the devil himself with his own brand of stylish so-called blessings. Okay. So, is being unequally yoked to an unbeliever a sin or not? Well, yes, of course it is. No ifs or buts about it, no excuses, no compromises. It is a sin. You dared to cross the line in the sand when you turned your back on God and then went on to disobey Him by refusing to wait on the Lord for a blessing. You took your eyes off the heavenly prize and comprised your position as a God-loving Christian just to satisfy part-time sinful lusts and earthly desires that will not get you into the kingdom of heaven anytime soon. 
when God, listen, listen here, when God gave man sex, again, he also gave us the freedom to choose how we use it, right? But when we knowingly or sinfully use and misuse and abuse that God with supernatural gift to deny God, we sin and we bring down righteous indignation and the curse of God's consequences on our own heads. In these last days, God is not mocked, but we treat him so. We treat him like a doormat and we treat him with disrespect and dishonor when we don't need his help. Being unequally yoked to an unbeliever is a curse and a sexual perversion orchestrated by our enemy, the devil himself, to confuse and mess up the Christian believer's mind between doing what is wrong and doing what is good and acceptable to the will of God. Right. Maybe you have been caught up in the sin of being unequally yoked to someone who is not a Christian and you can't get out of the situation. Maybe you are a victim to the spirit of lust and lustful desires which leads to frustration, condemnation and depression and finally death. You need a way out of this ungodliness and back into the arms of Jesus Christ where he can set you free from the bondages of sin. Like I usually say on this podcast, pray, pray without ceasing. Go and tell God the problem. Be explicit to God. Tell him straight, Lord, I need help, Lord God. Will you help me, Lord God? What do I do here, Lord God? Help me, Lord. Please, let it out. And he will do something about it. I know, I've been there. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. But let's be mindful here though, yeah? Regardless of how faithful you have been to God and the church as a Christian, if you are perverting sex in any way, shape or form, you will never ever enter the kingdom of heaven. That's God talking, not me. So don't shoot the messenger. Being unequally yoked is an insult to God. If you can't hear, you go and feel. Follow God and keep his commandments and stop playing church and stop playing the damn fool. This is Early Bird signing off once again one more time. Peace.